Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. So enjoy, have a great time, and on with the show. Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. It's literally as if zombies have come into Winnipeg and <laughs> eaten everybody. We're eating banana bread. If you're wondering, it's delicious. Super moist. People hate that word. I'm happily married. I've got more than enough to eat at home. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to see Dave Nonis naked? This is going to be good stuff. wonder about the semen detection system on Patrick's laptop. Forget sex, buddy. Engineer wow. Jim needs to buy a van. You're sure a cute kid. I'll kill your dog. Wow. Schrager bomb. Schrager bomb. Couldn't get Ron Tugnut on the air this week. Tommy Ron Solo, Tugnut. Andrew Raycroft, Corey Schwab, Corey Hirsch, Chris Terreri, Marty Brodor. Six degrees of engineer Jim, meaning who played with Slash and who played with Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, I worked with Dylan. Oh, I know it wasn't Billy Bob or Slash. I guess Dylan will have to do. This, this just got tense. Hey, yes, sir. Go Come on. yourself. I give up. Wow. Wow. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. That's Patrick. Yeah. Yes. it down. <laughs> I love that uh, bass line at the end there. That is a great song. It's good stuff. Oh, Dan, it looks like you're pouring your yerba mate into a cup there, a, a mug of some sort. Where could I purchase such a mug? Hey, we got a website. This is exciting, guys. <laughs> Everything's coming up. Jay and Dan. Jayanddan.com. Jayanddan.com. Nice. It's launched. It's online. It's there. You can get your Jay and Dan gear. You can go to the Jay and Dan YouTube page. 
You can subscribe to the Jay and Dan podcast on iTunes. You can just go to the Jay and Dan podcast on YouTube right off the YouTube page, and you can follow us on Twitter, and you can you can contact us. You can send us an email and tell us about your hopes and your dreams and such. No wonder you guys are always so busy on the computer. <laughs> it's great. Christine Kwan put it together for us. So that's jandan.com. Jandan.com. Uh, episode 65 of the Jandan podcast. Great to, to have you here. We've got a great uh, guest coming up. Uh, J.P. Morosi, our baseball insider here at Fox, he uh, he knows the, his stuff. He, kno- he knows his ba- – first of all, he was up at, like, the crack of <laughs> this morning on MLB Network yeah. uh, appearing on – was it First Pitch? Is that the, the morning show on MLB yeah. Network? First Pitch? So he's on that. Low and outside. Low and – That's the name of the show. That's the name of your balls. <laughs> Watch <laughs> it! <laughs> So, yeah, he's going to be coming on to talk baseball. Uh, it's going to be great. We've wanted to have him for a while. Hey, uh, quick, before we get to uh, Canadian Wall of Fame, you're all wearing Jay and Dan gear. Dan, you've got the hoodie. Yeah. Patrick has a pretty cool hoodie, too, a different one, kind of a pullover hoodie. And then uh, Mike Botticello has the, what kind of society are we actually living in? <laughs> What kind of a what society, kind of a society a are we one. actually living in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can get that at jandan.com as well. Lanny McDonald, the only place to get him is in Canada. Yeah. Hannah, Alberta's own. Famous people from Hannah, Alberta. Oh, yeah, I know this. Lanny McDonald. Nickelback. And Nickelback. <laughs> right? Oof. Did we discover if Nickelback's got all suits now? Because, again, I mentioned in a previous podcast, I saw them in a concert footage, and they were wearing suits. What do you mean suits? Actual yep. suits like suits. I'm wearing right now? Yes. That's not very rock and roll, is it? You know, they're changing. It's a new leaf. Just like Justin Bieber turned into a new leaf. I guess you don't turn <laughs> it into one. <laughs> <laughs> you could turn it over. but do you, you, turn turn in, you could turn it into a new leaf, Yeah, too. because... Trees always replenish themselves. <laughs> a tree. Earth Day. <laughs> yeah, it is Imagine Earth Day. Imagine we were like trees. If you had your arm chopped off, you'd just grow a new one. That'd be I awesome. I love that idea. Well, that'll happen eventually, just like Terminator 2. Can't wait for that day. I can't imagine. And then could you, you smoke ch- crack cocaine. And then could you chop off your d- and then grow a bigger d- <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Take like, your d- hand off my penis. This thing isn't big enough. Let's lob it off, see what comes out. <laughs> Boom. Bigger d- Yes. So, yeah, Lanny McDonald <laughs> on the Canadian Wall of Fame, the most famous mustache in all the land. Uh, who's interested in, I mean, I don't want to, I've never wanted to kiss another man. But you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to get really close to Lanny's mustache and smell it. I bet you it smells great, though. It cannot smell no. good. Come he on. He cleans that. He's it's not sm- a hobo. It smells like someone's a no. Come on. No. The, I'm coming, baby. Just <laughs> not his, it's not his fault. Just the sweat and right and the food, uh, and, no. and it just and the booze and everything coming out of his pores and gets into that mustache and makes it smell like no. That's sacrilegious. Mom. What you're saying right now. Forget sex, up. buddy. Right, no. <laughs> we can agree to disagree. Uh, I, we have so many people I on the Canadian point Wall out, of though, Fame. I could point out mustaches and beards on people if we uh, were uh, crowd watching. I could tell you who's stunk and who's didn't. Hey, All the hipsters. Hey, we should say, if you haven't retweeted your tweet saying uh, that we will uh, grow beards if we get 50,000 retweets, 
What are we at now? 30,000? We're at like 28 or 29,000. That's pretty good. There's no time limit. Our boss, Michael Hughes, who we've mentioned, by the way, this podcast is brought to you by the Fox Sports Live, 11 Eastern, every night on Fox Sports 1. Uh, Michael Hughes did not put a time limit on this. Time <laughs> not limit. put a what? Time limit. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a society are we actually living in? Put that on my T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll be the next T-shirt. Did not put a time limit. So we could get it the last day of the playoffs. We could still grow a beard for a day. Um, well, here's the thing. We could let it go all year and then grow them next next year. Yeah, because we didn't say if it's this year's playoffs. Exactly. But the other thing is, this is the best part. So Dan says, if we get, how many retweets would it take for us to be able to grow beards on the TV? And Hughes is like, 50,000. And like classic Jay and Dan, we just were like, okay, great. And then we set up to, <laughs> instead of just being like, how about 30? And then maybe he would have said 40. Or or how about 20? And maybe he would have said 30. We would be there by now. But no, we're like, yep, sounds good. We're like Kramer exactly. with the coffee. You're at we'll 20, give, I'll take it. We'll give you free coffee for life. <laughs> take it. 29,006 retweets. All right, get that there. thing retweeting. Yeah, so just go to uh, FS1 O'Toole. That's where the original. I try to re. I guess you can't retweet something after you've already sent it. No. That, no. <laughs> you can't retweet something multiple times. From a different account, you can. I've retweeted that from, like, the Fox Sports oh, account. Oh, thank you. Oh, I've done Thanks, Pat. That's good. Just did it again now. That's good. We have to make a very special phone call at this time. Yes. Yeah, this let's do it. a surprise phone call. We mm-hmm. received a, Should we read the email? Yeah, why don't you read the email, Dan? So this is from Brianne Johnson. Message, hi there. I'm trying to figure out a way to get in contact with Jay Onright and Dan O'Toole. My husband is such a fan of both your work and listens to every podcast or show you have. He also follows you on the Twitter. What I was hoping to ask for you is the two of you would be interested in calling him on his birthday, which is Sunday, April 19th, or mentioning it in your next podcast. My husband is currently going to school to become a tatcher and works super hard at very, at very thing he does. Works hard, super hard at very thing he does. I think she, I think she meant e. everything. Yeah, it's not me she, this time. I think she forgot the E. He is an amazing father to our one-year-old and deserves the best birthday ever. The um. only thing is we are a little tight on cash right now, so we're both students at Vancouver Island University, so they're students. They've got a child, and they want a birthday wish. And P.S., he's dying. Uh... He's no, either he's right. not dying. Okay, he's not dying. He's not dying. <laughs> 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 so long, my time here is up. Wow. I was a little worried there for just a second. So, yeah, we're going to call okay. up. Uh, Let's call Mike. I thought it was Troy. Let's call Troy then. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is dead. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mike. Thanks, I'm guys. Troy. You missed me this year anyway, so. I wish Mike died. I'll take it. <laughs> Hello, Mike. Happy birthday. How's the one-year-old? <laughs> Mike Troy. is dead. <laughs> I don't have a child. <laughs> uh, How should we do this? Uh, well, Jim's going to talk to him first. Oh, oh. Go Come on. F- yourself. Hopefully, Brianna answers. Uh, hey, it's Jim with Jane Dan. I'm going to patch it for you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going well. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag on yeah. that one. Troy? Oh, Troy, is that you? Hello, hello, Troy. D- hey, hey, it's Jay and Dan. Happy birthday, Happy you, b- you <laughs> son of a! B- Thanks, boys. How are you? I am great. This is a freaking surprise. Well, it's your wife, Brianne, sent us an email and said, uh, asked us if we would surprise you on your birthday. So we're a couple of days late. Sorry about that. 
But I uh, well, just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. How old did you turn? 50? 60? No, I might look like it. No, 27, 26, <laughs> oh, something oh, like that. I can't think right now. Holy so, uh, Troy, um, so this is a happy and a sad phone call. We wanted to say happy birthday, but Brianne wanted us to break the news that you're dying. Oh, sh- <laughs> I'm dying. No, no, you no, aren't. You're... See, now we, we bring you down, then we lift you up. You aren't dying. You're fine. Oh, thank God. You're fine. <laughs> Mike, or, uh, Mike I, I keep wanting to call you Mike. I don't know why. Troy, why, uh, what year are you in? And you're, you're in university. You're going to, you're going to be a teacher. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I just finished my third year, going into the fourth next year. Oh, boy. At uh, Vancouver Island University. So pretty soon you're going to be student teaching. You better keep your paws off those students, Mike. <laughs> They're elementary school boys, so I think I'll have an easy chance doing that. These no kids have there. problems, folks. So you're uh, on Vancouver Island. It's Did I call Mike again? It's newlyweds and nearly deads, right? Yes, is it right. still that? Th- is that still the case? And a lot of hippies. Yeah, lots of hippies, yeah. A lot of old people. Are the are all the old people into the weed yet? Mm, good question. Uh, hey, it was 420 a couple days ago. It kind of was a little foggy out here. I'm not going to lie. Oh, perfect. <laughs> you celebrated a little bit? No. Hey, no, hey I'm going to be a teacher. I, I can't do that kind of stuff. That's, that's right. right. Uh, that was that's, exact, a- that's the answer I wanted out of you, Troy. <laughs> that's the answer I wanted out of you. Um, well, listen, I hope you have a terrific birthday. We want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, your wife seems like a, a terrific person. And uh, she cares Absolutely. about you very much. And, and, and your one-year-old will grow up to be uh, hopefully a big Jay and Dan fan as well. Don't forget, there's uh, merchandise on the <laughs> JayandDan.com website, <laughs> Troy. You got baby gear. I'll, I'll suit them up. We right. do. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, and Troy. Uh, happy birthday. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call. Take care. There it is. Bye. Troy Johnson. What a guy. Slash Mike. <laughs> how, many, how many times did I call him Mike there? Mike is dead. I think just once. Oh, just once? Maybe I think more. it was like six. Maybe more. You know what? I have a good feeling about Troy. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. I felt bad about asking him if he was going to hit on his students, then he re- revealed <laughs> that they were elementary school boys. You're sure a cute kid. That's not something I wanted to happen. <laughs> uh, speaking of hitting that. on boys, uh, we got this from friend of the podcast, Michael Vader. Oh. Uh, he wanted to let you guys know he was thinking about the pod and... Uh, Jim's van. Oh Jim's van's full of candy. Look at that. <laughs> Free candy and puppies. That is amazing. That is. I mean, how can you go? If you're, if you're listening to the podcast right now, it's a, it's a beaten up van, rusted out van. Engineer Jim. With a flat tire. Yep, flat tire. <laughs> Engineer Jim has got what appears to be probably booze in that Oh, cup. yeah, it's whiskey for sure. Yeah, yeah. And Purple then Vader, drink. Vader is a clown on the door there. <laughs> And it says free candy on the side. So. Here's a serious van question. I'm starting to see a lot of the older vans with, like, uh, uh, the big, like, pictures of eagles and stuff on them. And they've been redone. So these are, like, pristine paint. Are they coming back? Like VW vans? No, not VW. Like old, like, Chevy vans. Are these coming back? Like in that 70s show, like those yeah. kind of vans. Yeah. Like with carpeting on the inside. It's hmm. a good question. Because I, I mean, they are handy. I, they carry... Gary, I might want to get one of those. You're going to get one? I might want to get a van. Old man toolsy. <laughs> Is that, that'll be your primary vehicle, the van? Yes. <laughs> wow, that won't be creepy at all. What happened to Dan? <laughs> oh, he moved down to L.A., bought a van. He drives around <laughs> in it. Oh, were you that kid, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> um, can I uh, just briefly mention that I went to the Winnipeg Jets Anaheim Ducks playoff game last so the first one last thursday game one 
Unfortunately, as of the recording of this podcast, they are down three games to none. Mm. And uh, But the crowd, wow, amazing in Winnipeg. But the crowd in Anaheim, really, really good. But I just want to make one comment. Ooh. So like a lot of American uh, hockey markets uh, in Anaheim, they have these scantily clad girls who come out and with the shovels and shovel the snow away. Very important job. Got to shovel that snow. Very important. But I was thinking they don't have a name. So I came up with a name for like the group of girls who come out. They're all beautiful, scantily clad. Ice tits. What do you think? <laughs> because. Breasts. They're probably called like the duckettes. No, just ice tits. Because <laughs> they're just hanging out. Like they're just they're just falling all over the ice, the tits. Every and they force them to bend over, by the way. too, with the yeah. push. The one yeah, so the they're down. Ice tits. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome <laughs> to the arena. Ice tits. Sounds like a show in Vegas. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ice tits. Ice tits. Here they go. Go get that snow, ladies. Yeah. Bend over with those shovels. <laughs> we don't need no Zambonis in Anaheim. Here come the ice tits. Yeah, you like that, don't you? You like to shovel up snow in the Anaheim ice. Yeah, the Honda Center's never been so clean. Ice tits coming at you again. Whoa, look at that cleavage. <laughs> anyway. That'd be dumb, eh? That's just the spit, spitball. <laughs> and the Jets, the crowd, like we expected. The roof came off Amazing. the place when they went back to Unbelievable. I, I was in Saskatchewan. I had a brief one-day visit to uh, Estevan on Thursday. So you flew up on the Thursday. Left, left here at 6 a.m. on Thursday morning. Made yeah. it to Regina around 1. Um, and then I uh, got picked up by Chris, the uh, the coach and GM of the Estevan Bruins. They had a fundraiser. Uh, Darian Durant. Uh, star quarterback of your Saskatchewan Rough Riders was also at the event. He did a Q&A. Very nice guy. Very, very low-key. Uh, very humble. Love meeting him. But uh, thanks for having me, Estevan. It was great to be back there. I hadn't been back there since the, the craft celebration tour. So it was, uh, it and you, was fun. Did you, have a tra- you didn't have a trash can at the tap house? I didn't. Uh, I had Why to- not, eh? I had to take something called a hot shot back to Regina. So I, I discovered what a hot shot is. They're like, we're going to send you in a hot shot. I'm like, well, I don't know. Is that like a hot pocket? <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's something I give Mike every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, Mike. So a hot shot. <laughs> Wait, <is> a <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> in, the, in the oil industry, <laughs> say, say you need a big piece of pipe. You call a hot shot. That's what Mike said. So That's Mike what wanted. I gave him. That's what Mike wanted. A big piece of pipe. He wanted it. I delivered. Thank you very much. Hey, Jim, can you help me out with something? <laughs> yeah, sure. I can give you a hot shot anytime. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, so I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have probably used pipe. What has happened here? <laughs> okay, so they, you, you call them up, and they, they run it out to you. If you need a tool, the hotshot runs it out to you. Right, boom. So okay. it's like a delivery service, but like astronomical prices because they get it to you immediately. Right. They're they're probably speeding. So hotshots never transport humans, but they transported me. So uh. So it's you and a bunch of tools, a bunch of pipes. <laughs> That's right. They strapped me to a trailer. <laughs> Did you get on the plane loaded? No, could, oh. we had no time because I, it's a two-hour drive back to Regina. Did you drink on the way back? No. Why not, eh? I did discover that the beer of choice in Esteban, Coors, the banquet beer. They not, said they can't keep it in stock. Not Pilsner anymore? They were, they're all drinking Coors. Not Coors Light? Nope. Coors, the oh. banquet beer. 
Interesting. Interesting. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Welcome to the hiccups. And you're going to Manitoba. When do you go to, for the Hockey Manitoba banquet? That's that first weekend of May. Can't wait for that. Okay, 100 year cl- anniversary of Hockey Manitoba. I will not be there, just to clarify. You're going to be via satellite. I will be there via satellite. But I, when I was at the Jets Ducks game, a lot of Winnipeg fans were at the game, had traveled, and they were like, can't wait to see you next month in Winnipeg. I'm like, I won't be there. Uh, so I feel like you're going to walk into people are going to be upset if I'm not there because <laughs> the, I, I feel I, like we kind of told them. I feel like we misled them in the advertising. Nah. I saw the ad. It said via satellite. Clearly. What if I just send a, a picture of my <laughs> and then you have it on a big screen right behind you the whole time. <laughs> Might be a bit strange for hockey Manitoba's 100th anniversary. <laughs> Come on. It'll be fun. Uh, I was told I I know because I know you went to that Ducks game. Yeah. Um, a friend that works at Fox Sports San Diego. They were also there. They kind of cover that region. Corey Perry's wife, I guess, or girlfriend. I think it's his wife. Huge fans of you guys, and was like, we have to get Jay or Dan to come to a game. I found out the next day it was after you were there. Wow. They love. They like watch. Every I met night. Uh, I met Corey during the Olympics. He, he and I are from the same hometown, Peterborough, Ontario. Yeah. The Peter Patch. Yeah, we met in Russia of all places. We'll have Two to Peterborough get. Cats. We'll have to get uh, Corey Perry on the pod. We'll uh, we'll chat about Peter Patch. We can talk about Spankies. I'm just a pig farmer from Peterborough. I wore a Spankies hat to the game. I, I saw that. Nice picture with Sarah Orleski. Uh, my understanding is uh, Peter Schrager. Uh, is on the line now. Now, Our Peter, NFL w- insider. he was here in Los Angeles uh, the past week. He was at a wedding, uh, uh, a okay. birthday. Let's get an update because uh, Peter Schrager, last time you were here, you were in studio. Yeah. You were worried about fitting into a tux that you had not worn in yes. 20 years. Did you fit? Yeah. Now, Dan, first of all, hello. How Wait. Are you? Whoa. Are you, in a, are you in a locker room? Yeah, you sound like you're in yeah, a cave. Actually, let me get out of this situation here. <laughs> are you in the subway? Yeah, I was. Um, Bank fault? Hey, how are you? This is better? Hey, buddy. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's good. This is better. I was out uh, the A train, really. Everyone just is glamorous on the A train in New York. I promise you that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here we are. I'm out on the street. There we go. The, the sights I'm, I'm looking at the Freedom Tower, looking beautiful on this Wednesday. Bring us here, boys. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, you hey, gonna buy the se- are you gonna buy the seventy five million dollar Rupert Murdoch uh, penthouse? Yes, I just purchased it. I just signed the lease. <laughs> so tuxedo, get it fit. Lease. Fox Sports One. Uh, all of your all of your podcast needs will be in New York at the Freedom Tower. Moving forward, I just purchased it from Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, the tux. tuxedo. Yes. All right. So so let's see this. I've been on a very strict diet. Would not even eat Jay's wife's amazing baked goods. I was going to try my hardest to be good, and then I caved like a night before. I had some terrible Mexican food from somewhere, and I was just like, why would I do that to myself? I take out all the clothes. Tuxedo is staring at me. Now, I bought a spare pair of pants that are two waist sizes bigger than the tuxedo, just in case I couldn't fit in. But when the moment of truth came, bang, fit into the tuxedo, a hero. I did a lap like Joe Namath out of uh, Super Bowl three, finger pointing, just running into the tunnel. I did it. And uh, from there on, the wedding was superb because I felt like I was a human being again. Couldn't get Ron Tugnut on the air this week. Tommy Ron. Solo, Andrew Raycroft, Corey Schwab, Corey Hirsch, Chris Terreri. Now, Schrager, were you walking around in the tux like the youngest child on Christmas Story? In the, uh, really the small suit? I was the happiest person in the world. I was going up to strangers, 80-year-old grandmother's friends, women that I don't even know, saying, 
you know, I fit into this tuxedo. I mean, I look good in this tuxedo, do I not? And here was the thing. The second I got into the tuxedo, I mean, I've been picking out since. I probably put on 13 pounds since that wedding on good Saturday. So good it doesn't matter. I fit into the tuxedo. I made it happen. You you deserve to put We're on 13 you, pounds We're and more. You. you should put on more than that. Hey, that <laughs> more. Put on more weight. Keep, keep packing it on. And then, Shregs, you, uh, you flew back, and I assume that both you and your wife, Erica, <laughs> Both flew back uh, first class. Great story. Thanks for that little <laughs> softball there. Let me knock it out of the park now. Uh, so I fly Delta all the time. I booked the flights. I booked us both coach flights, thinking, yeah, you know, we'll fly together. I'm not spending first class cross-country travel. Well, I was upgraded to first class. My wife, she was not. No. Uh, what does a gentleman do? A gentleman says, have my ticket. So I said with my tongue in my cheek and hoping she would say, no, no, I insist you go. I said, why don't you fly first class? I'll go coach. I'll be a gentleman. She says, don't be crazy. It's your birthday. It was my birthday on Monday. She goes, this is your birthday. Enjoy it. Go sit in first class. I'll sit in coach. And I said, okay. (laughs) So I'm sitting in first class and I get this awkward moment where they're like, uh, boarding priority, uh, pre- premium status, and I'm going up there, and I'm like, all right, let's go. She's like, I'm not premium status, and I go, yeah, okay, so I'll see you back in Newark, and I just get on the flight. Get on, your mom. <laughs> get on the flight, and then we're texting a little bit. We're delayed. I'm texting. How is it back there? She's like, it's fine. I'm like, okay, yeah, no. She's like, is it amazing up there? I'm like, no, it's not amazing. Well, I'm drinking champagne and have two mimosas on deck. Oh, yeah, no, it's not good. So the flight takes off. I fall asleep like a baby would, a beautiful baby on a, an amazing flight, Inter- intercontinental travel. I'm loving life. Fall asleep. About two hours in, I feel a tap on my shoulder. Hmm. Who the hell is tapping me on the shoulder? Is this the flight attendant? And I look up, and it's my wife. She looks, she looks great. She hasn't slept a wink, though. I promise you that. <laughs> Taps me on the shoulder, and I'm like, yeah? And she's like, just saying hi. And I'm like... All right. And there's this awkward moment, and I'm like, all right, see you back in Newark. And she walks back, she walks back to the coach status, sits back down, and I go back to sleep. <laughs> you were a little annoyed that she came up to say hi, I feel like. You should have called the flight attendant and said, how did this, how did this coach get person how get did up she here? she get through the curtain? <laughs> well, how did she get through the curtain? Like, what if she went two rows ahead of me and went to the cockpit? Was anyone going to stop her? Yeah, she could have been a menace. It could have been a menace. A menace. <laughs> so I land, and I'm like, how was the flight? She was like, it was fine. I'm like, did you watch on the TV? And, like, I stopped right there because I knew that in coach I did not have the TVs, but I had every movie imaginable. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just watched uh, Selma, the movie. It was epic. And she's like, no, I read a book. <laughs> oh, Shrek. Peter, in your defense, you offered it up. She yeah, said no. Yeah, she said no, and it was your birthday. It this would have been a major moment. If I offered it up and she was like, oh, that's sweet, because I don't know if I would have just continued with it or if I would have like found a way to backtrack that offer. <laughs> yeah, you would have found a way to backtrack that offer. Probably, knowing me. Uh, this is two weeks in a row where I've really painted myself as an a-hole. I mean, first, <laughs> first I come on and I just crap all over Jim's moment in the sun. And then this, this week, I sound like a horrible husband. Guys, I, I mean, 
And now I'm 13 pounds heavier than I was a week ago. So I don't know, guys. I'm I not disagree. So good about myself. I disagree. I I think you've done a great job. Yeah, I think you did a great job. And and happy birthday! Yeah, by I didn't the way, know it was Tricks. your birthday, Peter. Oh, yeah, I know. I keep these things under the rug, boys. You know, I like, I like to celebrate things. I like to mourn them. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Where did you go on your birthday? When? Because you were flying. So did you get back yeah, in time? Yeah, no, it was a it was a it was a, a the negated day. It was as if it didn't exist. You fly from the west coast to the east coast. You wake yeah. up at seven p.m. and then that's you go to true. sleep miserable. Yeah, that's true. But wait, now you guys were here. You stayed in a beautiful hotel. We always try to get you to move out here, Shregs. Did, did yeah. you get any closer to maybe convincing your wife that the West Coast is the coast for you? I'll tell you, it was a double whammy because my, my wife's mother was in town, too, because it was her family's wedding. And I took them both to Manhattan Beach for the day on Ooh. Sunday just to walk the strand a little bit. And I'm pointing to these $20 million homes. and like, this could be us. This could be us. We could have this. When in truth, we would live nowhere near that place. <laughs> um, they were both very interested. In fact... My mother-in-law, then with my father-in-law, went out to Santa Barbara. I think they might be falling in love with the West Coast. I like this. So then yeah, that's an easy good. way to, to get news. Mrs. Schrager out. I mean, this is all coming together. This is all according it, to our plan. And then I just took out my phone, and I downloaded Instagram, and I showed her all of Patrick Maldowney's <laughs> amazing sunset photos. And I'm like, this could be us every day. <laughs> every day. Oh, by the way, guys, my pet peeve, which I think I mentioned last year, has been coming up again a lot recently. Oh, no. This disgusting tweet I see from every Tom, Dick, Harry, and Harry, Harriet on Twitter. Oh, no. NHL playoffs. Nothing beats it. Yeah. It's the best. No. Yeah. Even worse is this game, though, and though spelled T-H-O. This uh. game, though. Julie Stewart-Binks needs to stop that. This <laughs> game, Julie Stewart-Binks. We need to set up Julie Stewart-Binks with his backup goalie from Chicago. It's the perfect match. Yeah, Scotty <laughs> Darling. Darling. Julie Stewart-Darling. Julie Stewart-Binks-Darling. Keep the maiden name. Julie Stewart-Binks-Darling. <laughs> oh, Shregs. All right, we, uh, we are so glad you called in. And Shregs, um, keep eating. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Jan... Jan Halak, is that his name? Oh, Yaroslav Halak, yeah. Guys, yesterday, real quick, I, me and my friends, <laughs> I'm all for brevity. Me and my friends, we all got together and we watched an Islanders-Capitals game, all the overtime, everything. This Jan Halak would have been just fine in Tim Shevelday's day. He was quite the goalie. I was impressed. Timmy Shevelday. He was standing on his head. Oh, yeah. And someone on Twitter said I looked like the goalie from the Capitals. I looked him up on Google. He's a handsome guy. I was very flattered. Oh, Braden Holtby. Yeah, you kind of yeah. do look a little bit like Holtby. We might have to do yeah. a side-by-side side side comparison you on Fox Sports Live. You guys might want to have him on the podcast 10 years from now because that's what you guys do. You like having goalies from 20 years ago. Exactly. Hello. Hello. See ya, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shrags. Thanks, Shrags. I'd love to have Uncle Eddie on the show. That is our NFL insider, Peter Schrager, live from New York City. Um, now, our, uh, our in-studio guest has arrived. This is tremendously exciting. Uh, he is a uh, Fox baseball insider. He writes for FoxSports.com. He appears on the Major League Baseball Network. And he also is a big proponent of baseball returning to Montreal, where it should be. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, John 
Paul Morosi. Yes. JP. There he Come is. Come on in, buddy. There he is. How you doing? How you doing? Bring it in. Bring it in. Look at that. Look at that hug. That's a nice hug. Looks like two people wore suits today. Huh? Tulsi is wearing a nice Jane Dan hoodie that you can get on janedan.com. <laughs> Yes, no, it's that in the mail. That it's doesn't in happen. the mail. No, nobody gets anything free from us, JP. So uh, people that uh, live in my hometown of Peterborough will, will be interested to know that JP and I, we share the same sister city. He is from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and Ann Arbor and Peterborough had the Ann Arbor Games. I don't know if they still go on. I don't know if you ever took part. I never did, but it's it's where kids do track and field and all that, and they go they, they trade off cities each summer. I've never participated myself. Have I would you love heard to. of that? I from Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Dan. Dan broke that news to right, me. I had never right. heard about it before. Yeah. Uh, but but basically that makes us family. So I, uh, I agree. 100%. I, I, I would I would think so. So I have to go to Peterborough to check it out, compare, contrast with Ann Arbor. Free drinks at Spanky's in Peterborough for you. I just got to drop my name. Uh, yeah, you d- just d- say, drop hey, your name to them. I'm, yeah. I've been on the Jan Dan podcast. Just drop Big yeah. City Ken's name. Just say okay. I know Big City Ken. Walk right. in, they'll pull my a pie name's for Ken. Me. They know who I am. Now, okay, the, 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 the Peterborough Peets. <laughs> how are they? How are they in the CHL this year? Uh the Peterborough Peets lost in the first round of the okay. Oshawa Generals. Okay, so. Uh, we got so. now. How often do we get a chance to talk CHL hockey on the Jane Dan podcast? Not very Not often. Almost never. With, with Luke Robitaille, we we that was probably twenty podcasts ago, <laughs> maybe thirty. How are things in Ann Arbor these days? Yeah, very good. Uh, lots of anticipation, of course. Jim Harbaugh's first season coming this up is this exciting, fall. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really changed the the narrative of of where Michigan football is going. So locally, that's been the focus. Of course, Michigan's a great sports state. Yeah, the, the Tigers obviously uh, tied for the best record in baseball uh, as we speak here. And how's and their the, ballpark? How's that ballpark? Yeah. America, I think I think I easily put it in the top ten. Really, uh, I, okay. I like it a lot. Beautiful view of downtown Detroit. Yeah. Really, yeah. Uh, you know, and certainly downtown is coming back a little bit. Yeah, they got a casino down there. We got three casinos down Whoa. there. Here's the thing about Detroit. Is that safe? What you call economic stimulus yeah, in yeah. Detroit. No, that's good. Now, here's the thing about Detroit, and this is true, Dan. Detroit is like the new New York. Like, it's where all the artists and sure. the musicians from New York are moving to Detroit because it's obviously cheaper. Yes. And they can buy, you know, they can live in these cool old warehouses. Yeah. And maybe it's a little uh, not as safe as maybe some, right. some cities, but it's... It's real. Yes. It's real. There is, there is a great authenticity. Right. To Detroit, there it is. Yeah. So exactly. Detroit and Cleveland are in the same kind of uh, influx of, of uh, new inhabitants? Did you just group Ooh. Detroit and Cleveland Guys, in the same I'll, sentence? I'll oh. just, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> Michigan and Ohio, Dan. I, <laughs> see, that there, there are certain things, certain nuances of American right. cities. I, I, I love you guys, but there's, there are certain little like third rails of regional comparisons. I'm sure they, I, and I, I love Canada. I'm sure there are, there are aspects of Canada that one should always be careful not to say, well, it's yeah. city, you know, Calgary is like Edmonton, right? right? right. You, know, oh, so you, right. you, want, yeah, you right. always want to be careful. That's yeah. an excellent Detroit, comparison. Cleveland, same situation. Yeah. I uh, guess that's why at the, the, the hastily made Cleveland tourism video, they say at the end, <laughs> we're not Detroit. We're not correct, Detroit. correct. Yeah, now, now some Det- animosity there. Detroit's <laughs> coming back, though. There, there's a great authenticity to it. There's so many great ethnic neighborhoods that were there once and now are coming back. Right. Uh, um, it's really it's it's got a great vibe to it. I'm, I'm very proud to be from Michigan, and the new arena is going to come up and really extend that area of of prosperity that we now have. Along and the you Woodward tell Avenue me corridor. that you like like a lot of people in Michigan, you can get CBC Windsor, so Love you're it. familiar with the whole you know hockey night in Canada history, and you, you're still watching lots of sure. hockey, and you're getting those channels. 
and enjoying this. So you like hockey. Obviously, you're a big Love hockey it. fan. Love and, it. And we were discussing yesterday, you said nothing compares to Hockey Night in Canada in the United States. Yeah, I, I was, and it's interesting because when you talk about that sport that unifies the whole country mm-hmm. from a cultural standpoint, I think right. certainly football, obviously, we know is the number one sport in America right now. But there's nothing in the U.S. that I think quite unites the country the way that Hockey does in Canada. And I, I draw the comparison to those between periods interviews on Hockey Night in Canada when they give the, the players the towel. They actually, and, and again, people in America that haven't seen it don't really understand what that means. Between periods, you are speaking to the country. This is not right. just like a telecast, this is a cultural fireplace gathering, really. Right. And, and I think that that moment is, as you guys would probably know better than me, the Canadian dream. And, and I think there's not really a, an interview, a, a sports forum in this country that's maybe making it quite in the same way that Hockey Night I would 100% has. agreed with you until this year when Rogers f***ed it up. Well, <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. I'm By the way, we have lots of friends who work at Rogers. We're just kidding. It's going fine. You, you say that fine. nothing compares, and I, I think you're correct, because if you're in Canada in the middle of the winter and you're out and about on a Saturday and someone says, what are you doing? Say, I'm just going to watch the game tonight. Everyone knows what you're talking about. If right. you said that to anyone in the States, they're like, well, what the hell? Which game? Which game? Which game? There's what so sports? many games. And, and one thing, too, that I think in general that American sports we lack is that moment of the anthem and what that represents. Seven o'clock. I, I maintain that one of the best moments of the whole night on Hockey Night in Canada is seven o'clock Eastern when they play the anthem either in Montreal or Toronto. And just that moment and, and that, that patriotic feeling that really courses through the whole country at what knowing that of course most people in the country are are having that same shared experience at that time. And I always yeah. think sometimes in America in general in sports, across every all sports, all networks, everyone, we sort of miss what that magic, uh, the moment is of that, of that, whether it's patriotism or just a sort of cultural touchstone, that anthem is is great. And, well, and you, see I think, it, you see it in Chicago. Yes, yes, you see it in Chicago. But but if if I were if I were to be appointed commissioner of all sports leagues mm-hmm. and sports networks in the world, I would say like every anthem to a significant regular season game should be aired live. The the, the faces, the 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 passion, I, and I love it the fact that the way it's sung more frequently. Unlike America, where you actually will see in Canada, the singers stop. Like in Ottawa, it'll yeah, happen yeah. a lot. Yep. Winnipeg, yep. Calgary, I've seen yeah. it before. Yeah. They just stop. Vancouver. And That's the right. whole crowd is singing, it's and fun. they just carry the whole way. And I think it's, it's a very emotional, great moment. I like that, too. Okay, point. I want to talk baseball with you, of course, because you're a baseball guy. First of all, Montreal, you and I talk about this all the time. Um, do you think it's realistic for people in Montreal to expect that at some point the Expos might return to that city? May we miss you? Ah, mm. oh, play, play. <laughs> so there is there is traction. People are talking about this inside Major League Baseball. Yeah, that's yes. a good question. Yes, uh, I think the the overall attendance that they've had in Montreal the last two springs, right? So four t- four games total, two last year, two this year. They've drawn more than fifty thousand fans. Yeah. each game. Yeah, which is just incredible when you t- when you talk about the the level of enthusiasm. So you compare it, of course. We know Tampa Bay still has a stadium situation hanging over their heads. We yep. know that they're the most likely team. I think to relocate. And MLB, uh, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of, of baseball, has made comments publicly acknowledging that he has been very impressed with what's happened in Montreal. Now, of course, the key thing then becomes the money. Right. And, and it, does the business community have the money to support it? And you guys would know better than me. When you go back 
back when the Expos left, even 10 years ago. It's a different economic situation. True. No, the separatist government isn't really in, in charge of the provincial government no, any longer. No, not anymore. So it's a more business-friendly climate, maybe with respect to the U.S.? I think so. To sports leagues, the, the, the TV rights situation, of oh, the course. The Quebecers hate America uh, well, so much. Well, <laughs> and players players love going to Montreal. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I think and it's interesting, Dan, because you see the players that played for the Expos, now when they when they come back for these different events like Vladimir Guerrero, oh, standing yeah. ovations, yeah. Na- the '94 team last year with Larry Walker and, and Moises Salou, the, the ovations they get. I mean, there's and that's the thing. And I wrote this uh, at FoxSports.com recently. I caught some a little bit of flack from friends in Tampa Bay, but but you guys know this, especially in Montreal. There is that there is that bond between the fans and the teams as if that is like the projection of their culture and their city to the world. Right. Yeah. That I don't think that fans in many American cities, I'm not picking on Tampa Bay, that they don't really feel that same that connection. sense where the where the, the it's Habs, just a right, job. Right. Exactly. Right. The yeah. Habs jersey represents like the whole culture. Yeah, sure. And I think that there's been that re- rejuvenation around that where the Expos, you have people that are now in the late twenties, early thirties, they remember their childhood sure. going to Expos games. And I think that whole passion has been rekindled and and also look montreal is the largest metropolitan area in the u.s or canada right now that does not have a major league baseball franchise so the, i mean the people are there they would support it. the media rights situation if you did it right you could sell the rights in english and in french make yep. a lot of money which of course we all know is the biggest driver behind franchise and values the, it makes perfect sense and the dream is always and we've talked about it and i think i've talked about it with, with you is is for like bell it just makes sense bell sure. montreal headquarters a company that has a sports network and a French sports network that needs nights filled with live sports programming games. I mean, it just makes so much sense. And, and Bell was obviously willing to spend $5 billion on the NHL that they didn't have to spend. And it turns out that might've been a good thing. <laughs> Rogers is getting <laughs> on that. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I realize this isn't my money and I'm talking like out of my ass a little bit, but I just think it makes so much sense for Bell to do it. Okay. So, so the Expos, that's good news. Uh, let's check in on the uh, the Blue Jays. Uh, you mentioned Comerica. You have that in your top ten. Where would you rank Rogers Center? Because <laughs> a lot of a lot of Jays fans hate it because it's just it's one of the last remaining just concrete blocks. Yeah, it's. I have a soft spot in my heart for it because when I was when I was young, a young baseball fan growing up in Michigan, the Tigers Jays rivalry was the oh, thing. Yeah. And, sure, when, they, and yeah. when they built Rogers Center, that was like the eighth one of the world. Everybody oh, wanted yeah. to go there. Right. Could, it was like $100 Canadian. I always wanted to go to Tiger Stadium. George right. Bell always hitting it on the roof. Oh, that's right. And we'll have to revisit at some point in time. Speaking of George Bell, should not have won the MVP in 1986. Alan Trammell (laughs) should have been the MVP that year. And if Trammell had won the MVP that year, he might well be in the Hall of Fame right now. Interesting. But but I would say this. uh, Rogers Center, in truth, I love it. Again, a soft spot in my heart for it. Probably bottom five. Yeah. For sure. So what is the worst one then? Oakland. Not oh, even yeah. close. Oh, yeah. That's oh, that's sorry. like a that's that's, that's like a it's like what it's spell your spell your first name. Okay. That's like the easiest question. So <laughs> the, <laughs> the turf <laughs> on most days I can spell. My you know name what correctly. I like better than Skydome? Japanese toilets. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Jays turf. What's the latest? So on that? oh my god, that's a great question because obviously that's become a, a real hot button issue in Toronto because the ball even when you watch highlights in Rogers oh, Center yeah. now the ball is not moving the way it should right. and the, throwing the MLB, up those rubber right, pellets. Right. MLB has looked into this, tried to evaluate the situation. Basically, what I was told from someone with the Jays is that as time has gone on in the past. When the Argos have played a CFL game or a concert's been played there, there's been sort of an organic tamping down of the artificial oh, surface. How yeah. about that? I used organic and artificial in the same I was sense. Gonna, yeah, that? but that was impressive that you so. brought out the Argos just like that. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, so, you know. 
I think they should just go back to the old exhibition stadium turf, just put uh, indoor-outdoor carpet on top of concrete. Players love playing. <laughs> and it snowed, of course, for the first game there at the <laughs> that's, Yeah, that's stadium. right. But they are going to have natural grass yes. in the dome. They're doing right? a test study somewhere. Well, right. well, yes, I think there's there's a university in Guelph, I believe, that's, that's looking right. at it. Yes, our, our colleagues at the uh, University of By the way, if you're in Guelph, the Manor is the strip club to go to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I've got, that's report. what I was told. <laughs> uh, sources sources, sources close to the situation I'm, confirmed I'm, to Jay Unright. I'm the strip club insider. Okay. Uh, but yes, within a couple years, once the Argos, uh, I'm, I'm told, find somewhere find else. Either, well, it doesn't matter if they find somewhere else. Right. They're getting booted. Right, out. their yeah. their lease is up, and I'm, right. I'm, I was told BMO is likely where they're going to go, where they share this field That's with sort TFC. Of but yeah. TFC fans, I'm told, don't like this. So I, I realize we're now getting into a very detailed Toronto discussion. No, here. no, it's not That's bad good. though. But but, I mean, but this is all true. So they do want to have grass. You can do it. Uh, for example, Chase Field in Arizona yep. has grass and a retractable roof. Miller Park in Milwaukee has grass and retractable Safeco roof. Do that. Safeco does as well. Yeah, yeah. So it can be done. It's yep. not easy. Uh, and obviously the climate, I think Milwaukee is probably the closest comparable because in the situation of Arizona, it's a little, little easier maybe in the sure. Sun Belt. So uh, Milwaukee, they have to take some lessons from our friends in Wisconsin to make sure they grow that grass properly. And cheese, making cheese. cheese. They've got that down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your favorite team to watch right now in Major yeah, League Baseball. Kansas City Royals. Okay. Uh, Kansas City Royals. And I realize, you know, again, I'm a, I'm a Michigan guy, so maybe I'm getting in trouble. My mom's probably going to call and, and be upset with me here. For yeah, she's a big listener of if the If she listens to anything I said she, on this podcast about ice tits, she won't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, hey, Mom, forward through that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe about the 30-minute 30, 30 mark, you can, uh, exactly. it's safe for you to turn it. Skip ahead. <laughs> Once you hear Schrager, stop talking. <laughs> all, right, all right, very good. Yeah. But, yeah, the Royals, listen, I, I say this, and, and I, it makes me sound like this baseball purist here. But they make the game look beautiful the way they play because there's a fluidity to the way they play defensively, offensively. The at bats are connected. They have so much fun playing together. They came up in the minor leagues. I always say this about baseball. Right, right. When you come up in the minor leagues together, you win in the minor leagues, then you lose in the major leagues, then you win in the major leagues. That 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 process of of being great in the minors and then kind of getting your lunch handed to you in the major leagues for a period of time and then really ex- excelling. The way they play together is really fantastic to watch, and I, they're my favorite team to watch play. And now they can actually hit for some power. They brought in Kenry's Morales. It's a nice complimentary piece. Very, very good ball and team. And they have a waterfall in their stadium. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's an iconic stadium. Yeah. one of the In Kauffman, I tell you what, you want to talk about underrated places to see a game, yeah. Kauffman is easily top ten for me. I, I still say What's your favorite? San Francisco's number one. Yeah. Best atmosphere right on the water. Yep. I love ballparks where when, you, when you're at home plate and you look out, you know what city you're in immediately. That's like a great Pittsburgh. point. And San Pittsburgh. Francisco is that. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is that. Yes, yes. The Rogers Center. Well, you can look up and you see can, the CN Tower. See see, yeah, that's can, true. It has that. When the roof is open, which is which is not open often enough. No, it I, hasn't I been open yet, I don't think. I maintain yeah. that even if it's a little cold. I agree. You should open the roof. Yeah, I agree with you're you 100%. You're in Toronto. Um, this whole Chris Bryant thing uh, is is the hype justified? It is yeah. so far. I mean, he is he is hit for power. Yeah. Made a great play on Tuesday night. Drew a great uh, full count walk in the ninth inning to help that rally, and then moved up on a great base running play. Scored on a ground out. So tremendous instincts on top of great talent. So he he has been as advertised early Speaking on. Speaking of the Cubbies, he was on our Canadian Wall of Fame right behind you, Fergie Jenkins. There he Fergie. is. Now I believe Fergie <laughs> is the one Canadian Hall of Famer. 
I believe, I believe he's right. the only one. Yeah, yeah. I, think he's I believe the only you're one. right. Yeah, I think he's it. That's all we got. You guys, <laughs> but you guys, you guys eventually will be in the Canadian Baseball Hall. Oh, of Fame, for though. sure, we'll be there. Yeah, we've uh, got Robbie Alomar as a Blue Jake, so that's kind of and Robbie yeah. and Robbie. Uh, I'm told splits his year between Puerto Rico and Toronto. He's, he's there work, a lot. He works for the works Jays. Works for the Jays. Yeah, he's a, way more than I thought he would be around. And here's the thing, uh, and and I'm glad we're talking about Toronto because I want I want to make this point. Back in the day, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. okay, you talked to Joe Carter, Devon White, that whole class of players. Yeah. They loved living in Toronto. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and for some strange reason, over the last 20 years, you actually will talk to players. And I hear this all the time from agents. Some players are just reluctant to play in Canada. They yeah. just they don't want to have to deal with having the passport, or their wife doesn't want to live there, or they have this misconception that it's cold, which I find ridiculous. Because to me, Toronto, I, I get it. If you gave me a list... List your best five cities in the world. Toronto is comfortably on that list of top wow. best five wow. cities in the world. Well, and, and, and major league players need to realize that. But you okay? So you bring that point up, and then the NBA situation is the same way. And since the Raptors have had some success, not in the postseason, not yet. But um, since they've had some recent success, it's changed somewhat. But it was the same in the NBA. Free agents didn't want to go there. Now once players went there if they were forced to go there if they were traded there if they were drafted there then they like they it. love it yeah. they love it so once they're there they love it it's just getting them there and you can get endorsements deals uh, uh Andrea Bargnani had a primo pasta yeah. right uh, endorsement deal he doesn't get that anywhere else it's, i'm sorry it's such a multicultural city and that's it one is. of the things i love about it you can actually you go to an italian restaurant there and you can say buonasera and people know what you're going to say they understand that so i always say italian restaurants if you can order in italian conceivably the food will be good. If, you, if, no, if no one in the restaurant speaks Italian, there's a good chance the food's going to be mediocre. We should mention that to Shregs next time he goes to Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> JP, we, we could have we chatted forever, but yeah. uh, we're running uh, short on time. We this thank you very much for we'll coming This is again. awesome. Thank we'll you so thank much, you for my coming. friend. My pleasure, guys. Yeah, thank you. You're, re- you're representing Michigan well. And now well. Uh, you just have to leave. Okay. Yeah. It's very awkward. Yeah, they close the Take care. How about the applause, though? Thank you. Thank you. And we'll talk Mike Babcock next time around. Oh, your Twitter's... J O N M O R O S I. That is the correct. You have breaking there, news right? and everything. <laughs> yeah, anything pleasure, you need guys. to know about Thank baseball, you. this you is the guy. Thank, Thank you, JP. What a man. Uh, safe travels back to Ann Arbor. Thank you. I uh, can't wait for the Ann Arbor games this summer. Uh, it's time you, uh, to play Six Degrees of Engineer Jim. If you haven't heard this game, it's the one sweeping the nation. Uh, Engineer Jim, award-winning engineer. He, he's uh, worked with a lot of people, so we throw a couple of bands or Love artists it. at him, yep. and he, he tries to find some uh, some connections. So uh, I think we I wrote down a couple. Here. Okay, let's hear them, Dan. Uh, this one's a Canadian one. Mm. The band. Yes. Yes! There's a connection. Sweet. I have a connection. <laughs> uh, yeah, I worked... Um, with Lee Von Helm. What? Oh, wow. That's and, like Taggart's favorite. That's yeah. amazing. And uh, with Robbie Robertson. What? Yeah, both those guys. So they, they did not like each other, right? <coughs> correct? Uh, well, that is sort of the Levi rumor. Because Levi was yeah. kind of the head of the band, but uh, Robbie Robertson pretended he was almost. Well, Robbie wrote the songs, right, Jim? Yeah. Robbie wrote the songs, and so Robbie continued to make money while they're, and, and then didn't, obviously in the last waltz, he decides he doesn't want to yeah, Keep he, going. he really tried to control the show, so to speak. Right, yeah. right. But, yeah, I, I think, Dan, you kind of have that right. Yeah. You know, uh, Great, you know, uh, good, good guys it was really Levon's thing. Unbelievable. Both guys were great. Uh, Levon, I worked with him. Um, we did, like, a 25th anniversary show of uh, 
uh, Little Feet's Waiting for Columbus, you know, the live album Little Feet did. Uh, and we did it, I think, at George Washington University in uh, D.C. And the musician, the lineup was amazing. They had uh, Jackson Brown, Warren Haynes, uh, Jerry Herring, uh, Sonny Landreth, um, uh, Jerry Douglas, Bella Fleck, all these amazing musicians. Uh, I don't know. I, I probably mentioned Jackson Brown already. And I did this, actually. Thank you, Peter, with Billy Bob. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and it was great when we when we did the show. Levon played drums with wow. uh, the guy, so everybody came in as guest musicians and performed uh, all the Little Feet songs, and and uh, it was great because uh, Levon and Billy were really really close friends, and uh, they they actually hung together quite a bit. And so it was great. Not only at the gig and at rehearsals did I get to hang with Levon, but later we hung in the hotel room and stuff. And, man, that guy is just oh, unbelievable. Salt of the earth and uh, a really, really great guy. At the time, he was battling his uh, throat cancer right, and stuff right. like that. I, I'm the first to admit I have some horrible music on my uh, iPad. <laughs> But when the band comes on, oh, oh that's the best. God. It's the best, especially the, the best. first the first two albums. Are yeah, music yeah. from Big Pink. And oh, the band. Yeah. it's unbelievable. Those are great records. Okay, so uh, did did you guys see? There's also a special. Um, I, I want to say it's on HBO. Uh, the Lost Basement tapes. No, and oh. they talk about. Uh, yeah, um, uh, uh, T Bone Burnett is producing it, and he's got uh, uh, Elvis Costello. And some other musicians, and they're performing all these songs that uh, never came out that Dylan wrote when he was jamming with those guys. Up in Woodstock. At, yeah, yeah, really we, cool stuff. We could get uh, Diana Krall on the Wall of Fame. Are they yeah. still married? El oh, yeah. Elvis's wife. They yeah. still married? Yeah. Third wife. Yeah. Uh, Third time's Okay, so the band, there's a connection. Is there a connection? This is a very oh, L.A.-based yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, uh, I also have a connection to <laughs> yes. those guys. Through my friend Hoover, who I've talked about a few times, you know, the uh, live sound guy um, and a uh, guy we, I've made a few records with, he, too, also did monitors for the Chili Peppers. He's mixed them several times. And uh, their front of house guy, Dave Rat, uh, who owns Rat Sound, that basically does Coachella, and uh, he's done every Chili Peppers tour since the inception of the band actually before they ever had a record deal or anything when they, they used were wearing to be socks on the <laughs> before that <laughs> wow when they when they were just trying to figure out how to play they used to play at Dave's house and he was learning how to build PA systems and yeah, all so that explain, stuff what is a front of house guy uh you what know so he's the guy that mixes the sound for the band at the venues oh so, i thought the front so of house he's, he's like setting up the chairs so if you no, see no, an no, arena he, an arena show he's in the middle he's there. the guy in the middle yeah. mixing the sound right. really doing the job and and man dave rad is a god the guy's He's a legend in the business now, mm. and uh, he came up literally trying to figure it out, like working with the Chili Peppers. And I've done a couple records in the studio where we got Hammer's brother to come in, and they actually mixed a PA system in the studio where we would bring in live audiences and track the band with a live audience in the studio, and those guys would mix the sound. So. Mm. 
Very like cool that. stuff. All right, yeah. so when, we're two for two when today. When you're doing front of house, it must be a lot of contingency plans. If something goes wrong during the, the concert, you're like, okay, this is backup number two. This oh, like, yes. I would uh, be uh, too nerve-wracking. Especially on shows of that magnitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable the redundancy that they have. You know, now they have. Like checking and rechecking and checking. Absolutely, it, yeah. you know, and backup power supplies and backup mm-hmm. power and all that other stuff in case, you know. You know, with digital boards and all that stuff, now it hits a glitch and the thing resets on you. Know, all this crazy stuff. So uh, yeah, they have they have a lot of backup plans and contingency plans, and not just on a technical level, but also like you know, if the band decides not to go on and stuff right. like that, there's all sorts of stuff you have to deal does with. Does the there. band pick? Does any band pick what music gets played if the in between like the opening act and and the band coming on, or if there's no opening act, do they say, okay, I want you to play like some Neil Young, or does the does the front of house guy just pick whatever he wants? Um, uh, fifty fifty, and a lot of times bands will like have a specific song that they'll want to come on stage to. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I want to come on stage to Stage Fright or something right. like that. Well, the we were playing uh, Marley uh, before we started the podcast, and yeah. I read that Prince would always come on stage to Livey Up Yourself by uh, Marley. Yeah, the, yeah. Prince. So uh, it's 50-50. Some, some musicians are very particular, like uh, Willie Nelson. All they play is Willie songs. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. You're there. You're in the parking lot, and everyone's partying. You're having a great time. And, of course, everybody is listening to Willie out at their cars, partying yeah. and tailgating. Then you come into the venue, and all the walk-in music until the band comes on stage, all they play is Willie. Hilarious. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, that's that's great. cool. Uh, <clears throat> Jeremy Taggart, our Canadian rock legend, yeah. he will be joining us next week. And uh, it's too bad because he would love to have talked uh, Levon with well, Jim. We'll talk yeah. yeah, we can talk next week. Uh, yeah, and and uh, the the Robbie Robertson uh, stuff that I did was actually with Paul Allen. Oh, the the Microsoft yeah. billionaire. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we got to get into that. Let's yeah. get into that next week with Tagger. Okay, yeah. so uh, the Twitter handle is at J and Dan Pod. Uh, J P Morosi, you can follow him at John Morosi, M O R O S I. Make mm-hmm. sure you spell John J O N. P Shrags on Twitter, P S C H R A G S. Engineer Jim's on Twitter at Engineer underscore Jim. Mike's on Twitter at Micklehouse. Uh, Pat's on Twitter at Pat Muldowney. You can uh, visit jandan.com. Yeah. Thank you uh, for our guest today, Peter Schrager and J.P. Morosi. I think you did a great job there. And don't forget uh, to watch us on the television. If you're in America, Fox Sports Live every night, 11 o'clock Eastern and 1 a.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1. That's 219 on DirecTV. Oh, I do. I did get an email from uh, my my very good friend, uh, Darren Murphy. He sent me this. Uh, uh, this. This is big news here, folks. You ready? I'm going to put this in my office, Jim, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. He says, I'm a friend of... Uh, uh, I'm with a friend who's a CEO, CEO of a company who's interested in advertising on your podcast. Uh. How should I have them contact you? What's the company? I don't wow. know. Puppies and bands? And <laughs> and what is my commission? I said, I'll give you a free T-shirt. Oh. So, uh, my whole power always. And then I don't know if he's kidding. He says, this is a huge international sex toy company. Perfect. Wow. Nice. That's the f- yeah. Dream right there. I'm yeah. The juicy man. God, I hope it's Adam and Eve. <laughs> I'm gonna say perfect fit. Yeah. Literally, just like a dildo in a vag. <laughs> <laughs>
No. <laughs> Could sell them at Vag Wings. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> Maybe it's Vag Wings. Yeah. Maybe we dare CEO. you to find the hair. Dare to find the hair. <laughs> Badge wings. <laughs> Everything's coming up. Jay and Dan. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. So long, my time here is up. Elvis has just left the building. They're going home.